0: welcome to story comic presents where we interview amazing storytellers and artists this is episode 139 i'm your host barney smith of storycomic.com and we're excited to have with us the internationally acclaimed and founder of kids comic unite Jana Morishima Jana, How are you doing
1: good good? I'm excited to be here, right? You know what and like it's yeah, I've, I've been looking
0: forward to this interview. Uh, I've been a huge huge fan following it I'm a member of kids comic unite I've been there for about a year and I am Constantly in shock and awe and, 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 and Delight to see all that information. That's that that is available for people that are a member of, 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 uh, Kids Comic Unite. And I absolutely recommend anybody who's listening, um, all of our, uh, you know, authors and, and storytellers and artists that, 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 listen to the podcast or check out the video, please, 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 definitely go to Kids Comic Unite and, uh, and, and, and join that amazingly supportive, um, made, amazingly supportive group with so much information to share. So, um, that was my that was my plug. So uh, thank you very <laughs> much, Janet. No kidding. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, you you have a website too as a as an agent, but I really want you know you know folks to listen to kind of get a a, a background on how you created Kids Comic Unite Kids Comics Unite and uh, and you know what your what the direction is that you're 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 taking it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, so I started it originally as a meetup. It was a meetup in December, 2019. We had our first meeting and it was maybe 12 or 14 people who came to the first meeting at a little cafe in the Lower East Side in New York city. And uh, we just, we had a speaker. Um, We hung around afterwards and talked about comics and, um, oh, there's Patrick. (laughs) Uh, And then, We had our second meetup in February of 2020. And then, as you know, the lockdown happened because of coronavirus in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, luckily, I had found out about this platform called Mighty Networks. So I had actually created this online kind of accompaniment to the meetup um, because I thought, oh, it would be nice us to be able to hang out online of course if it had happened more recently maybe i would have created a discord who knows (laughs) but at the time i don't even know if discord was around maybe it was um but anyway i just stumbled across mighty networks so it happens to be a mighty networks um one thing to know about me is i don't use facebook so (laughs) that was the big thing for me was it's not facebook so (laughs) (laughs) um So, yeah, I created this online thing. And then when the lockdown happened, I I thought to myself, well, I was freaked out. Everybody was freaked out. And I thought maybe what I should do is just start showing up for a weekly office hour on the Mighty Network. And then Mm -hmm. we can all just instead of having a more formal meeting where we have a speaker or whatever, we'll just get together and talk it could be about comics or it could be about like how we're super stressed out it doesn't matter right. um so i started doing that and people loved it so much and that's when kids comics unite started to grow so people started inviting other people and um i just kept doing these weekly meetings and then me- meanwhile Personally, I was very financially affected by the pandemic because my husband is a wedding photographer Oh wow, and really? I had just started my business. So I really wasn't earning right. practically anything yet as an agent. So um, I was in dire straits and I decided that I would launch a course inside of Kids Comics Unite in order to make money. So right. it was honestly very back against the wall kind of situation uh so i did but it ended up being so much fun i launched the course we i think we had about 25 or 26 students the first time i taught it which was the summer of 2020 and it was fantastic i loved it the community kept growing and that's when i started to realize oh wow this is actually more than just a meetup this is an actual online community that has a lot of potential so I kept putting energy into it and it kept growing. And And now it's much more than just me. I have a team of people, um, Patrick was an intern. He was watching, he made a comment earlier. Um, and so I have three freelancers who are working with me. Now I have an assistant teacher or not, she's not an, I wouldn't even call her an assistant teacher. I call her a co-teacher. Right. Um, so we are going to be teaching this course, which is called Kids Comics Intensive, for the third time, starting in March. And my co-instructor, Rivka, um, she is teaching the whole craft and comics technique session of the course. So it's it's we have tons of stuff going on. I can't even, I mean, I, I should be more methodical about how I am explaining everything, but It's pretty
0: crazy. So you you brought up the point of like, it kind of was the genesis of it happened pre pandemic, but it really kind of grew because of the pandemic. Now, let me, my, my, my question is the old adage of like, you know, necessity is a mother of invention. So Mm -hmm. were you surprised that there was a, a hole that needed to be filled within the, the comics culture that, that that kids comic united was able to fill that you were surprised that didn't exist beforehand
1: well i wasn't surprised that there was a hole when it came to kids comics creators right. i knew that there was which is one of the reason i wanted to be an agent specializing in that area right. um but i was surprised by how rapidly this online community grew because i had never run an online community before uh so i was experimenting a lot and, you know, reading constantly because I enjoy it, you know? So that's, I do it because I love hanging out with people and talking about comics. Um, And I felt like the more, yeah, the more I meet people, the more excited I am to meet even more people because I've just gotten to know so many amazing people. Through Kids Comics Unite, I, it's just astounding, and and I and I'm just I feel like we are just scratching the surface because we have about I I know we have more than one thousand two hundred members right now. Wow. Um, most of them are in the United States, but there's a lot who are from other places. I think with the last time I looked at the the list of members, there were more than thirty five different countries represented among members. But yeah, it's just, there's so many talented people everywhere around the world. And it's so exciting that now in the age that we live in, we can connect with people from anywhere.
0: Right. No. so you bring up the point about kids' comics. And like, is there, um, I'm, I'm curious, based off of your experience and um, what you've seen, is, is kids' comics, like young adult graphic novels, is that... Is that growing um, because of the advent of technology, or despite the advent of accessible technology?
1: Um, well, I think it was growing. Well, I I don't know exactly what you mean by the technology. So,
0: like for instance, that we've we've seen a lot of things of like yeah, the art in itself has seemed you know it has grown because it's more accessible for people to you know create their own work. Um, but we see people more geared towards interactive medias of, of 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 you know video games and whatnot mm-hmm. um we're getting back to the old the analog you know the mm-hmm. the analog um active entertainment not passive entertainment like mm-hmm. radio or tv but active entertainment where mm-hmm. it doesn't keep going unless you actively partake in mm-hmm. that piece of art uh, that do you see like the physical, the physicalness of being able to read a book on, and now especially that the growth of um, the, the growth of, um, you know, as we say, like uh, kids, kids comics, mm-hmm. um, is that growing? Do you see, I guess my, I guess my first question should ask you because is like, do you see a growth in, in uh, youth related graphic novels and kids comics?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I see a growth in comics in general, and I think it's happening in all categories. I think it's happening for kids. I think it's happening for teens. I think it's happening for adults. Um, I'm, I'm a person who got involved in comics because there really was practically nothing in comics for a reader like me, right. even though I love the comics format, but there wasn't much in genres that I'm interested in when I first started, which was a long time ago. I, I first started getting involved in comics publishing when i was at scholastic in about 2004 i guess so at that time it was a completely different picture than it is right now Mm. um so i think that yes comics is growing i think it's growing in every genre in every category for every demographic
0: and and that's a point like you said like the looking at comics as a medium instead of a genre because usually Mm -hmm. you know as you mentioned, pre two thousand four era, when people heard comics, they thought of superheroes, mm-hmm. or maybe even a small population people would think of Archie than anything mm-hmm. else. So, so you as you say now, looking at it, how how active do you see that that happening with kids' comics and just like you know the, the comic medium becoming a medium instead of a instead of a specific genre, as you mentioned, that it, people are reading it more and more and more. What's your, uh, where do you see in the next five years?
1: Well, continued growth, I think. I think um, the web comics scene is going crazy right now with uh, platforms like Webtoon and Top Us. Um, I mean, there's also Comixology, which is a, you know, their audience, I would say, is more similar to that audience that already existed for comics right. um, a long time ago but I think though all those online comics is just con- going to continue to grow and I think for book publishers they're continuing to publish graphic novels and so they're just feeding off each other and I believe that that's going to continue I don't see any I don't see any signs it's going to slow down or stop right. at all
0: and you and you worked a bit if I, um, looking at, you worked a bit with diamond distributors mm-hmm. as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, they're classically known for you know distributing your your superhero comics mm-hmm. did you see while you were there that there was an increase as a as a as a, as a pie chart of how much percentage mm-hmm. of it is more non-superhero related Did was that growing while you yeah were there?
1: it was back when i worked at diamond um it, part of my job, I think I was hired to try to convince po- comics publishers to s- pay more attention to the what they call the all ages market, which I don't like. To say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the children's market or children's or young adult. Um, so I, I had mixed success there, I would say, but I think it was because it was a little bit early and some mm. of the publishers I was talking to maybe weren't quite there yet in terms of what they wanted to focus on. But on the other hand, there were other publishers who were totally excited about it. So Oni Press is a comics publisher that's always done a really great job, I think, in um, kids and teen publishing. And then while I was at Diamond, I helped launch Toon Books, um, which is helmed by Francoise Mouly. And there was an announcement recently that um, Toon Books was brought on board by Astra House, Um which is a medium-sized uh, publishing company, book, book publishing company. So, uh, I guess my answer about what was going on when I was at Diamond is that it was mixed. So, but but I think now things have changed. A lot of those publishers where I maybe felt like I was banging my head against the wall a little bit back then. Now they're they're different. They yeah, it's things have changed a lot.
0: Right and so when where would somebody because uh, the, the challenge of when you're thinking about the comic book distribution side of things is when you have your independent mom and pop comic book shops mm-hmm. they are you, you it'd be a challenge to find as you as you said earlier the all ages comics because it's mostly just you know your image your dc mm-hmm. and your and mm-hmm. your marvel where would somebody who's 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 listening is you know, like a parent or somebody saying hey where can I find, like, an all-ages comic book? Where can I? Where would be the best, most accessible place for someone to find those?
1: A comic book, or yeah. just a,
0: a an co- all-ages yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: comics? I don't. I mean, a comic book shop, basically. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but a graphic novel, I would say, your independent bookstore, or Barnes and Noble, right. or Amazon—all the—all the same places you would go to buy any children's book.
0: And where do you feel and and, uh, what's your opinion on the fact that it was talking to somebody, um, an author the other day about how the Dewey decimal system in a way is kind of an outdated point where Mm -hmm. if you have a a graphic novel about if you have a graphic novel that's about you know the the the, the Civil War. Um, we had Scott Chandler on the a, a mm-hmm. few days, and he had this thing about a jazz musician. He had a really good book about a graphic novel about jazz musician. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be placed in the graphic novel section, not in the the musical history section of a library. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on having some of these updated? Uh, you, you know the mm-hmm. the updated places where you can actually find graphic novels as a medium and not necessarily a genre.
1: Well, that, that's that been a huge and ongoing topic of discussion, I think among librarians for a long time and librarians handle it differently. Some librarians do pull out all the graphic novels and shelve them just, um, separately, you know, in their own section. Some of, sometimes they inter them according to genre or, um, subject, uh, Sometimes they I, I can't remember what the Dewey decimal code is for the graphic novels. Um I, I think the minority of people would just put them in put them in that that area of the library. Um it's something I mean, yeah, it's something librarians have been talking about for a long time and it's a topic of passionate debate.
0: Right. I mean, because also you as being a fierce advocate of as you say is like the, the graphic novel is you know how much of it is like, you know, just kind of Keep, you know, you're, 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 you're instrumental and important in kind of beating that drum to say, you know, as you're saying, this is a graphic novel isn't a genre, it's a medium. So <laughs> put where the story goes, that's where, where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so do you, so talk to us a bit about too, is like, what, what would, what do you, where do you see like Kids Comic Unite? Where do you see, um. With the resources, like if somebody just jumps right in and says, "Hey, you know what? I, you know, I, I, I want to learn more about this." Mm-hmm. What's kind of your, um, your your back of the book? I'm using mm-hmm. my metaphors here. <laughs> on what kids Kids Comic United um, is now.
1: Okay, well, I can I can say that we are offering a free masterclass on February 24th, okay. which is called. Um, write, draw, publish, sell your graphic novel. So if you if you join the community and then you go to the event section, um, there is uh, an event listing for it and you can RSVP. It's free, um, I think it's at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, February 24th. It'll be taught by me and my co-instructor Rivka. And we will be talking about kind of the basics, like ABC basics of how to get started with your kids' comics career, and that'll be super fun, and that's it's our way of launching the intensive course. So okay. it's kind of a preview of what we teach much much more in depth during the intensive course. But beyond that, in terms of resources, I would say that uh, you kind of part of the reason Kids Comics Unite exists is because there's a lot of resources about how to do your children's book, you know, right. and then there's a lot of resources on how to create a comic, but kind of putting those two together is what we try to do in Kids Comics Unite. So for understanding the children's book publishing community, there's no organization I could recommend more highly than Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. It's a fantastic organization. Any person who wants to write professionally or draw professionally for kids should be a member of SCBWI, and they offer tons and tons of... um, classes, so you can sign up through that. And then in terms of resources for comics creators, it's a little more fragmented, but there's a lot of um, small schools like Sequential Artist Workshop or um, the school in Vermont. uh, CCS.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: CCS. Um, There's a workshop in Alaska, the Alaska Robotics Camp, which is actually a comics uh, (laughs) summer workshop. so those are just a few resources. And then there's books like the books by Scott McLeod or uh, Jessica Abel and Matt Madden. Um, I know I'm I'm forgetting, but so basically there's a lot of places to go. Um, but I would say Kids Comics Unite is the place where we try to reunite those two worlds in one right. place.
0: So, you know, we might have an author on here who's a children's book author who might be. Gonna, and then she said, you know, i um, um jana i don't know if they, i have you know maybe they're asking i don't know if i have a children's book or a kids comic mm-hmm. how can i tell <laughs> if mm-hmm. i have a comic or a kid a children's book
1: hmm. well well a comic generally speaking is going to be told in panels right that's <laughs> with panels with speech balloons um there are definitely hybrid books that are sort of like illustrated prose, but with comics elements in them. So maybe the characters, the illustrations have speech balloons, but they're not done in panel format. Right. Um, and that's perfectly fine too. It, it, you know, any format is okay. I think people are just pushing the limit in terms of format these days, and that's super exciting. And that's what editors are looking for. They're looking for real creativity in terms of visual storytelling. So what format you're telling it in doesn't matter as long as you do it well <laughs> right. and then when you describe it to people it does help if you use the right terms right. so if you're doing a picture book call it a picture book if it's a graphic novel call it a graphic novel if it's hybrid you know hybrid chapter book with comics elements you can call it that
0: right and do you have and what are some of the things that you've noticed um through kids comic unite that Seems because I love the fact that you have these different groups. You have different topics. Um, you got uh, mm-hmm. you know technical Thursdays. You know show mm-hmm. your work Saturdays. There's like all these mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. I You you proactively. What I love about what you've been doing is that you you proactively make sure people are connected and people are following. You know mm-hmm. conversations. What are what are some of the things that you were kind of surprised about that. Conversations conversation seemed to gravitate more towards a particular topic that um, kind of surprised you at first. Like, wow, I didn't know this was a something that everybody seems to be wanting to learn more about.
1: Hmm. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I can think of something that surprised me. I have seen something that crops up again and again and again, which is what if you're just a writer and you're not an artist? Um, can you, you know, get your graphic novel published? And I, I feel like, Yes, the answer is yes. You can, but I would also say it is harder than if you are all if you either can do the art yourself, or if you have a already have a partner who's doing the art with you, um, which is different from the world of picture books. Picture book authors can sell their manuscripts easily; it's not a problem at all. It happens all the time that you sell a picture book manuscript, and then the publisher matches you with an artist. When it's comics, it's a little different, unless you're dealing with a comics publisher like boom studios or idw or oni press or one of those places they, they are more used to putting together creative teams um if you're trying to sell it to a book publisher it does happen for sure um but it's a little bit harder and so that that's it's a i don't have an easy answer for people to <laughs> ask me that question and so i feel like i'm always noodling it around in my head and think, trying to think of what I can say that's helpful. I mean, I, what I would say about Kids Comics Unite is that we are working on a website for Kids Comics Unite. So it's not going to be just an online community. It will be an actual public website with resources. Okay. And one of the things that the website will eventually have um, is going to be a talent showcase. So we'll, artists will be able to show their work and um, kind of like a portfolio page. So people can connect with each other even more easily. They'll be able to search by genre or age level or, you know, style of art, things like that.
0: Right. Um, and, and what about some, you know, questions about as well as like there's uh, how, how agnostic is a group about you know, self-publish versus finding an agent and things like
1: mm-hmm. that? Oh, the question of self-publishing versus traditional publishing. That's a right. fun one. <laughs> um, I I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. I think right. I, I'm a big proponent of both ways. I think right. I'm an agent, so my, my livelihood is tied to selling projects to traditional publishers. But I am a huge fan of well-executed self-publishing projects. So I think it's a great way to go if you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you are uh, willing to put in the work because it is a huge amount of work um, and and also willing to create your own team. I don't think it's possible to do it well on your own. You really need some help. Um, And I do think the children's book market is a little bit of its own special beast. It's definitely harder to self-publish in children's books than it is in just as an adult you know, publishing like romance say, or mystery or something like that. Because when you're dealing with the children's book market, you're actually dealing with two audiences. There's the child who's the actual reader of the the book, but there's also the person who buys it or who gives it to the child, whether that's a librarian or a parent or a teacher, or there's some gatekeeper who's in between the end user and you as the creator creating the project. And so, as a creator, you have to be, be able to make sure that those gatekeeper people, they get as excited about your project as the end user does. So that it makes it complicated.
0: Right, yeah, So the, the example of like, yeah, like a marketing person talking about when you make, you know, ad for dog food, the dogs don't, yeah. <laughs>
1: know what the,
0: you know, so it's
1: like- Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: And and so what about um, and because you did mention that yourself is like in a previous interview you said like you know don't do everything by yourself it's mm-hmm. a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, how how important do you say when you when you talk to folks about how important an editor is when it comes mm-hmm. to writing uh, writing out a, a children's book a children's comic? oh
1: i lo- i think editors are fantastic and essential they're the unsung heroes I think if you're just starting out, you could start with a critique group. I think a critique group is a fantastic thing to have in the beginning. And then even throughout your career, honestly, Um, when you get started and maybe you you don't have the funds to pay for a freelance editor or you're you're just not there yet, your critique group is the place where you go to get feedback and to be part of a community and um, improve your work. And then once you get a little further along and you're ready to start submitting to agents or to publishers, I always think it's a great idea to hire a freelance editor to look at your pitch before you show it to agents and editors. Because a lot of times, honestly, I don't want to say you only get one shot, but if you show your pitch to an agent or an editor and they reject it it's a lot harder to go back again with a revised pitch. So you want to go with something that's as strong as possible.
0: Right. Um, and yeah. And, you know, you know, with that said, as you, as, as you mentioned, how much do you see uh, folks asking, you know, the questions of like uh, how much you not know, cross pollination you see of like prose writers trying to write comic scripts or, or comic writers trying to write prose scripts um, and how much feedback do how important is that to to for that access of like that critique group to say,
1: mm-hmm.
0: this isn't the right format? Or do you hear people say, have you thought about prose on this? Or right,
1: right. I, I do think that there's a lot of people who float between those worlds, and but I would say with a critique group, if you are really focusing on graphic novels, um, it's really good to have a critique group of people who understand graphic novels because if you're in a critique group with a bunch of picture book writers or prose novelists understanding a graphic novel script is different than reading a prose novel um and it can be i don't know i I do think it's it's very helpful to have a group of people who really understand the format that you're trying to create for and that's again another reason why kids comics unite exists because we do try to help people find critique partners or critique groups specific to kids' comics.
0: And and, and plus the community building, I think it's another good tip and advice is like, um, don't come in cold, create an environment, let, you know, participate in helping others and giving feedback before Mm -hmm. going in and, you know, doing it cold first, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people who are starting out with you, You'll find over time that some of those people, they will succeed. And it's it's really like everybody's helping each other, um, you know, succeed together. So you never know who's going to give you a lucky break, who, you know, somebody that you met and you exchanged some feedback with maybe two years down the road, you reach out and they're like, oh, my, I think my agent would like this. And they pass it along that it's, it happens much more often, I think, than people realize. Right.
0: And as you said, like this, you, right now it's over a thousand. Like we yeah. said, twelve hundred people in the group. Um, wh- how? Where have you seen that that the growth happen? Do you see also? Um, is it like a steady increase of folks, or has it leveled off? Or where do you see the? the
1: I, I think it tends to grow a lot when we do a launch of a program. So in September of last year, we launched this workshop called Pitchcraft, where we were focusing for one Saturday, just really. Everything you need to know about pitching your graphic novel to agents and publishers, Uh, it was like a lesson and then a live critique session and um, an exercise and stuff like that. So when we launched that workshop, we did get a big influx of people. And right now we're gearing up for another big launch because we're doing the intensive class for the third time. So we're doing the free masterclass we haven't sent out the press releases yet they're going to be going out next week so right. once we do that i expect there to be another big flood of new people
0: so I did, i'm kind of curious you know in, in your line of work do you see where you know like flower sales go up during you know valentine's mm-hmm. day is there a time of year where you just see an influx of creative endeavors that seem to to pop up or is it kind of like all year round
1: Well, I would say that the publishing world is very cyclical. Um, Publishing tends to be totally dead during the month of December and the month of August. (laughs) Um, So generally agents don't like to go out with submissions during maybe July or, you know, November, December. So people tend to gear up for, for big waves of submissions to publishers in the sort of September, October period. And then I would say uh, the spring, like January through May, mm-hmm. those would be two big periods for really getting creative stuff out the door and showing it to publishers.
0: And is that, that that's that's, that's a good piece of advice. So you would say like, you know, it's everything's kind of based off of skill, networking and serendipity. Mm-hmm. So making sure that if you, you know, you're talking to folks that are looking to get their books published, do it within... Yeah, don't try to do it
1: anything in August and don't try to do anything in December.
0: <laughs> <laughs> would you say with your with, with your knowledge of of say like Kickstarter platforms and like mm-hmm. crowdfunding platforms would that translate at that point as
1: well? Oh, you know, honestly, I don't know. That it might not be the case with Kickstarter. That's a really good question and I feel like maybe we actually had um Oriana Lepkart, who is a, um, she's the Kickstarter specialist in comics. She came and did an event for Kids Comics Studio, which is the um, membership program inside of Kids Comics Unite. And she talked a lot about all those nitty gritties of running your crowdfunding campaign. And I feel like she said something about it, but I don't remember what it was. But anyway, <laughs> at any rate, there we do have a video inside of Kids Comics Studio that is about that topic.
0: No, because you did mention that you, that you having that and there is, you know, uh, you, you get, you get, you know, just from the, um, you know, from that, the funding platform that you have for Kids Comic Unite.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: as you said, there are some classes that um, that charge. Is there a, is there a membership to being a part of Kids Comic Unite?
1: Kids Comic Unite is free. So you okay. can join the community for free and you can participate, you know, in the activity feed. And we do offer some free events. I would say it ends up being like once every other month or so we do a free event um, but if you really want more, we have a program called Kids Comics Studio where we meet every single week. It's sort of like the much improved version of what I started back when I uh, first launched Kids Comics Unite during the pandemic. Uh, so we have what we call Lunch and Learns. Every single Wednesday, we have somebody come in and do a workshop about a whole myriad of different topics. Sometimes right. it's super technical, like Clip Studio paint how to do blah, 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 or um, like what you need to know about your Twitter account and promoting your book. Uh, And then sometimes they're more general, uh, how to work with a freelance editor, for instance, things like that. And then we have a book club, we have office hours. um, We curate critique groups um, and we do industry interviews with kind of luminaries in the field. So it's super awesome. I, I highly recommend if you really want to get serious, um, Kids Comic Studio is great. It's thirty nine dollars a month. Um, it's a monthly membership, and it can be canceled at any time. So you can join it and then leave, and then come back. Anything's right. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the one paid program, and then the other paid program is the Kids Comics Intensive.
0: Right. You know what? And, and that and that price is amazing. Like thirty nine. Like that's you know that's that's like getting lunch someplace. You know, it's not. You know, it's it's very it's a very reasonable price. And as you said, it's like it's. You have access to so much information that is
1: that yeah, would cost yeah, you
0: so much more than anywhere else.
1: I I, I honestly love Kids Comic Studio because we since we meet every single week we get to know each other right. and people are sometimes really honest and raw during especially during the office hours conversations that we have. Um, we talk about each other's work. Um, we answer we try to help each other out basically. Um, so I highly recommend it. I just think right. it's really awesome. Right. <laughs> I mean, I created it. So of course I think it's
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and so how many, so, so, so for that, for, for, for the sake of saying, for instance, once, would you still get the, the, uh, the, uh, the intimacy of getting so much, um, feedback and advice if somebody, uh, 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 join the kids comic studio if there's 500, 500 people 100 like how much yeah I, get, wh- that's a good, I
1: yeah. think yeah that's a great question and at this point we def, we haven't reached that point yet I mean I, I think we have 87 members of kids comic studio and at any given event there's usually anywhere between at the small side, maybe four or five people. And at the Ooh. larger side, maybe 60 at the most. Right. So, yeah, if it's 60 people, it's that's a lot. But because we all have gotten to know each other, I feel like so far it hasn't felt um, that people get lost. You know, you, it, there always is time for Q&A. And I haven't gotten that feeling that people feel like it's too big yet. It is possible it'll get to a size where we need to think about ways to make it so people have that sense of intimacy again, because I agree with you. It's super important. And we would definitely consider, you know, maybe having breakout sessions. There's a lot of things that we could try to do to help people feel like they're still getting, you know, they still have a small group connection.
0: Yeah. And we had, and I, 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 watching you know as being as, as a member I love you know watching some of the, your your town halls and some of the discussions that we, we've had and, and it sounds like you just had one it was a was a few weeks ago we just had kind of a kids coming you know, like town hall talking uh-huh. about future plans and this is where the direction we're heading in is where you kind of started talking about more about the you know kids comic uh, studio but you said something funny where the anacronym was ended up being the same didn't you oh, have yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that was my mistake yeah yes originally kids comic studio was called kids comics insider okay. and the course that i teach now with Rivka is called kids comics intensive okay. and so they were both kci and it just made me tear my hair out i was just why did i do this so we changed the name and we changed the branding so it's kids comic studio now and i like that much better right
0: with merch, I mean, you have you 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 hired uh you you had one of your um illustrator connections there create a, an amazing website. Is there, can you know, can someone buy like a t shirt with that with uh? With oh box? yeah, we would
1: love to do that. That yeah. is in the future roadmap. It's not here yet. Um, and keep in mind, this is not the website. This this is our mighty network community. Right. So the website that we're working on will be live very, very soon, <laughs> very soon. Um, it's gonna look completely different. It's super exciting. I can't wait. Uh, we're in the final stretches, <laughs> but it's it's been a group effort. I my art. I call her my art director. Jade Vaughn has been working super hard on all the design elements, and she's doing an amazing job. And then Jonathan St. Amant is the person who designed the fox character that you see there, our mascot, his name is Casey. Um, Jonathan also designed a couple other mascot characters who kind of appear throughout the website. Um, So yeah, it's it's definitely a group effort. And as we grow, my goal is to bring more and more people on to help with different things because there's so much ingenuity and right. energy in the community and i know we're just scratching the surface of it so i literally i cannot predict where we're going to go because i know people will bring their own ideas that are different than mine
0: right and and for you know as we say you know knock on wood we're getting near the end of this um pandemic we're in and i love the fact that you have on that on the kids uh, uh kids comic unite there's a mem- members near you you can click mm-hmm. on the c so you know one of those questions was you know when can we do another meetup and like, yeah, I think you said, well, you know, you can click on the button and you can see who's around Mm -hmm. you. And um, is there any, you know, expectations as well as like folks that you have to, you know, through that, through that, that mighty network platform of um, to how do you like monitor like discussion boards and threads Mm -hmm. and stuff like that? How much of a, how much of a job is that to make sure people kind of stay on task and um, people kind of following you know, the guidelines
1: for the most part, we've been really, really, really lucky knock right. on wood that people have been amazing. They, they are so professional and they cheer each other on. It's uh, it's just really incredible. I think, I think we do work hard to try to set that tone. Right. Um, I, I, pray that we, that that beautiful tone doesn't go away, you know, as the community continues to grow. But that's one of my favorite things about it. Right.
0: I mean, it's amazing. And I got to say, there's even being a part, you know, just, you know, you know, passively being, you know, you know, being, being parts of like, you know, know, different groups and discussion boards, as you're saying, there's that, what the old adage is, is that, what is it that, 10% 10% of the people do 90% of the work or something mm-hmm. along those lines, it just feels as though that there's there's so much activity happening in the Kids Comic United community. It's just, it's been frankly just an inspiration just, you know, looking at those discussion boards that's happening and just seeing all the good work that's coming out oh, of Oh, yeah.
1: Really, really talented people. Amazing, amazing
0: people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you get the website coming? You mm-hmm. have your Kids Comic Studio, which is um, as you mentioned, which is, you know, only $39 a month, which I think mm-hmm. is a fantastic deal because you're basically getting, as you say, access to so much knowledge, so much resources. Um, you know, oh, and- you know,
1: the thing I should mention about Studio that I didn't mention is our archive of past events. Mm. There's We did have had amazing, amazing events. Uh, that's one of the things I'm excited about with the website is that we'll be able to categorize our replays a little bit better in mighty now it's just a little hard to organize things so uh the website will allow us to organize our content a little bit better and people will be able to you know say like i'm thinking i need to find um you know videos about marketing or i need videos about technique or whatever and we can right. tag things that way um yeah so the replays are fantastic
0: and is there access access to with the kids Kids Comic Studios of say like PDF files of like how to do this or how to do that or?
1: Yeah, some a few of the presentations that we've done in the past, people have shared their PDFs and the PDF of their slides. And every time people do that, we always post those with the um, with the replay.
0: Right. Excellent. Cool. Um. So. So yeah. So like I said, amazing. It's it's so. It, it, so uplifting to see some good things that have come out of the pandemic so far and one of them is i just, know a lot of good creation. stuff has
1: happened <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
1: much,
0: um, yeah yeah um so so th- thank you so much um jana it was so it's was, it was great talking to you as i say i've been uh you know i've been getting emails from you for, <laughs> for the last year or so so it's fun fun to finally you know have a time to sit down and Well, thank
1: you, Barney. That's really sweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you reached out. I'm glad to know about the work that you're doing with this podcast. And I guess this is like a, an internet show slash podcast. Is that right?
0: Yes. 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 Yeah. We're on, we're, 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 we're everywhere you can get your podcast. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's great. That's really great.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Janet. And, um, and, uh, look forward to, uh, you know, continuing to follow along with that uh, Kids Comic United.
1: Yeah, if I can put in one plug, the one thing yes. I would love people to do is sign up for the Master Class, because that yes. is a free um, live event, and yeah, you have to join the community, then go to the events, and then you can sign up, and uh, it's just going to be really, really fun. We, we did, have done this twice in the past, and every time it's like a party. So.
0: Yep, I'm, I, I signed up, and uh, yeah, go please, everybody, go to kidscomicunite.com uh, it's all, you know, the, the common spelling for all three of those words all together. So Kids Comic, kidscomicunite.com. So please check it out. So, Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Janet. And,
1: uh,
0: have a, um, and stay warm.
1: Okay. I will. You too.
0: <laughs> So it seems like it's like it seems apropos as a as like an agent that you are also somebody that's a, a that's a, a huge supporter of children's you know grab you know children's and young adult graphic novels that you actually have them behind you like you do now so
1: oh yeah but my messy office I just <laughs> I want to make it Instagram worthy but I don't have time <laughs> that is very Instagram worthy I don't yeah. yeah, see? yeah.